Becca and I had talked a few weeks ago. This will be out like uh, early November um, about the war and all the terrible shit that happened in Israel. And if we want to talk about it on the podcast where we normally talk about silly things like our dogs and poop and all that good stuff. And we didn't think it was really. We can also talk about it now. It'd be great. (laughs) We'll get into those, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure we'll circle back. But we didn't think it was like. Like we're people in America, we have our opinions, but they're not, you know, everybody's kind of talking about this like they know. We didn't Mm -hmm. want to add to that. So we decided to wait until we could talk to someone who we thought would offer like a unique perspective on it. And we are so fortunate that when Becca and I met, we also met Leela in Israel and she's here with us. I'm lucky that I met you guys also. I really love you guys. And I really, really love the fact that we're still talking, even though it's years after. Yeah, it's crazy. It's literally almost like 10 years. It's like eight years later. Oh, my God, I'm old. No, I'm sorry. Let's talk about uh, death and terrorism. (laughs) Let's jump right in. And theme song. I feel you are special. You are special. Are they all as special as me? Those two are crazy. She's cute. Curly black hair, always smiling. What about him? He's bald. He has a mustache and a beard. They're seriously so funny. They're kind of weird. What should I say to them? You're so special. What else? You are two lucky Jews. So you mentioned you're in Switzerland. We were going to have you on like a month ago before everything mm-hmm. happened just because we love you and we wanted to see you um but you're in switzerland when all this stuff breaks out so tell me how you first found out and like what you were feeling being away so i was visiting my girlfriend uh jay and she lives in or near zurich in switzerland and uh, we have a long distance relationship. So I visit her or if she visits me, she has already been in to Israel for um, two times. Uh, next week, she was supposed to come again. But guess what? Her flight was canceled. Um, I was with her in Switzerland. She's a cop. And um, we just uh, thought that she had to work on that day. It was a Saturday, 7th of October. And um, she offered that I drive with her to work. And then I just left her there and took her car so I can do whatever I want like during that day when she has to work and around um, we had to get to her workplace at 7 30 and around 6 30 I got a phone call from my best lesbian friend Romy and uh, I missed the phone call she texted me and she asked me did you get jumped like I mean I mean did you get called like to the army and then I called her and I asked her no why why should I get called and then she said, Lila, you won't fucking believe this. There has been like 50 missiles over Tel Aviv in five minutes. Uh, and I'm like, what? Are you serious? And then she said, yeah, there are missiles all over the country. People are so confused. They don't know what's happening. It was even before they knew what was happening in the South. And I was like, what? And then she said, yeah. And they said the terrorists got into the South of Israel. And I'm like, are you serious? And then from that moment until the entire like day i was glued with my eyes to my phone i couldn't do anything else i just wanted to keep being updated about everything that's going on and i saw how the events were i don't don't know what's the word i'm looking for unfolding yeah and as the hours go by you see what more things are happening and you realize that 22 towns in the south got conquered by Hamas terrorists. People are being held hostage in their homes. People are killed in the streets. And you see videos of people just walking around. And listen, 
I have to say that the best source of information in this thing was Telegram. I'm in the Gaza group. You're you just I'm just in Palestinian groups in Telegram. Mm. Gaza What now. Is Telegram exactly? It's like a messaging app. It's like WhatsApp but okay. encrypted. You don't know who sends. It's like anonymous. You don't know who sends what. Mm. And there are groups like for people in Gaza and they don't know that I'm Israeli, so of course they cannot prevent me from entering. Wow. So you're just in those groups and you see what people are sending. And you see Gazans, people sending videos with laughing emojis. Of... And you're in, you're, so you're in these groups and this is how you're getting your information. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Of people who probably hate you. Yeah. And uh, you just see videos of people being slaughtered, just shot at, killed. Uh, people run away from a party and they're just sending them with laughing emojis. And I'm like, what the fuck? And um, I got this video of a family Uh, Hamas was going live, by the way. Hamas warriors had like body cams and they were broadcasting it live on Facebook. How they infiltrated and how they shot people in the street, how they shot a random dog that was walking there. Yeah. And um, by the way, I'm really sorry to say this, but that's the video that broke my heart the most. It's really harsh to say. I, when I saw just shooting a dog. I had the same thing as I was, I, I've had to go through a lot of footage and I saw like, IDF puts a lot of like raw stuff on YouTube. I mean, yeah. just so you know what's going on. And I was going through clips and I saw that and I was just like evil. Like dog like the dog isn't yeah. Jewish. Like there's yeah. no reason for this. Exactly. Exactly. And I saw the Nova Festival party. The Nova party was like the worst. It was for you who don't know, it was like a big uh nature music festival, like trance and stuff like that. And listen. People who go to this party are stoned as hell. They are high. They are on so many drugs. And at 6.30 in the morning, rockets started shooting from Gaza. And everyone was like panicking and hiding and trying to get, get, get away and run. And people were like, okay, let's go home. They were getting in their cars to find out that the road was blocked by terrorists who were waiting for them there. And the terrorists just got into the party area and shot everyone indistinctively they just shot everyone they saw and people were panicking and running and i saw videos of people running away and uh, cars are driving away and people are begging for people to pick them up with their cars please help us please let us get out of here and the, the it was huge traffic and they knew that there was going to be traffic and like trucks of hamas people drove by all this traffic line and just sprayed and killed everybody They went into the party. People who were hiding in the bathroom cells, they just shot all the bathroom cells to make sure no one survives. And I saw videos of Israelis posted also live. They were hiding, like they were covering themselves. Like they got into the trash bins to hide and they played dead to hide. And they were like, like in the Holocaust. I'm sorry to say this, but it was like in the Holocaust. They were hiding and burying themselves with like, Uh, a lot of sand and played dead and some of them were found and some of them were shot and so many witnesses saying that women were raped in front of her, their dead friends bodies and people were kidnapped and they shot children and listen i want to say something about um how people are denying so many things that we claim that happened we have an organization called zaka Zaka is uh, like, 
I don't know how to say it. Maybe it's like your CSI. I don't know. Zaka is like the organization that collects the dead bodies uh, from the area and prepares them for burial. It's also like a Jewish thing that you want to make sure the body has all its pieces so right. it can be buried whole. So it's their job. And a lot of people are volunteering there. It's like um, it's like an important thing for them to make sure every soul is rested in peace, which is a cute thing. I don't believe in it, but it's a nice thing to have. And um, the Zaka volunteers, this is, this is not something that came out days after. Like on that day and on the next following two days, Zaka volunteers just said, Oh my God, I, I can't even describe to you the things that we saw. They saw beheaded babies. They saw women with a lot of blood on their private areas before they got killed. They saw people who got tied and then got killed. And they have to, of course, there's an autopsy. You have to like analyze what happened and how the person died. So you can tell that he was tied first and then killed. Other people were beheaded. I saw personally a video of a Palestinian chopping an Israeli's leg off with like a Makita disc, like a tool disc. And the Israeli is alive. And he's like yelling. It's one of the worst videos I've seen. And I saw a video where a lot of stoners from the party are trapped in a room and everyone is bleeding and someone's leg knee bone is showing and people are screaming. And the person filming this filmed himself also and how his face is like <laughs> in anxiety and people are yelling and screaming. It's really, I cannot even describe to you and please don't watch those videos. I am here to tell you what is going on in those videos. Don't watch them. I had nightmares and I still have nightmares of things I saw. I saw that also um, Hamas offered Gazans, like Gaza citizens to take part. And you see Gaza people stepping in from the, the Gaza Strip into the Israel territories to loot everything. They stole like everything they could. And some of them also abducted people. And they were promised like money from Hamas if they take part. And also the terrorists that took part in the invasion uh, that were captured by us and interrogated, they said that Hamas promised them an apartment yeah. for taking part in this or sums of huge sums of money. And I saw how they captured women. And there's a really famous video of this young woman who's being um, towed by her hair into the jeep of a Hamas guy that takes her and there is blood all over her behind. So it's ridiculous to deny that they were raped. How would you explain this huge stain of blood? Also, there's a video that I saw. The families didn't want to release the beheaded babies videos because of privacy and stuff like that. Um, people here in Israel were really mad at them because they were like, hey, we need to explain ourselves, which is ridiculous in the first place. I mean, after 9-11, no one would believe reports from Al-Qaeda. It's a terrorist organization. You would believe reports from the United States. If the United States count their dead and they tell you what happened, you would believe them. You wouldn't believe Al-Qaeda of their reports. So I saw a leaked video of officially of Zaka, that org organization I mentioned earlier. It's a beheaded, uh, burnt, dead baby skull, like a head, and a burnt knife next to it on a Zaka sheet. And people keep saying all these videos are fake. And it's killing me because people also denied the Holocaust. And they said, oh, there's no evidence. Well, now we have evidence. We show the evidence. So how come now we are also not believed? It's killing me. It's killing me because I'm not afraid of Hamas. I'm not afraid of our enemies that want to kill us. 
What breaks my spirit is to see modern uh, liberal people, advanced people, good-hearted people who just stand by their side and not ours. It hurts me to see the LGBTQ plus community on their side when they are the first who would probably get killed if they step into Gaza. Hamas won't support them. The Palestinians won't support them. You cannot be gay in Gaza. You either get killed, thrown off a roof, stoned, or jailed. You can't. So in the first place, I don't understand why would a lesbian, for example, support a country or a people that would never support her back and would probably kill her or rape her the first chance they get. I really don't understand it. Um, and it really, really... It angers me so much. Is that a word? It yeah. irritates me. Angers, mm -hmm. yeah. You're it angers me so much. Like, really, I'm so angry. Sorry, my cat is getting wild. I think he's angry too. But probably <laughs> because I'm not giving him any attention. So I saw so many horrible videos. And, uh, you know, it's those kind of horrible videos. It's just ISIS. It's ISIS. I admit, I also saw all the ISIS videos. Why? I don't know. I'm a curious person. I'm sorry. I also love watching true crime documentaries. It interests me. It fascinates me to see the human nature and what humans are capable of doing. So I really wanted to see what's going on. And also it felt to me like an obligation that I have to watch those videos because I felt guilty for not knowing what is going on there. And also on some level, I felt like I have to watch these videos so I can explain what is happening here because I have a lot of friends abroad and they don't know what's going on and they just think Israel is an occupying country and blah 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 they're bombing Gaza and finally the freedom fighters are fighting back and resisting those aren't freedom fighters they kidnapped children they raped women how is that freedom fighting they kept they kidnapped holocaust survivors what the hell do you have to do with an 85 year old woman what do you have to do with her is that freedom fighting and I saw how they brutally put her on the bike. She's like an old chubby lady. She's like 85. She's like, she was, she fell on the floor. You see in the video and they just pick her up and stalk her on the bike. And oh my God, listen, my parents were old. My parents were 80 and they had cancer. And you have to handle old people really gently. Like every move you do with an old person, something could break. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. They are so gentle and their bodies are so gentle. They fall down. It's a huge damage. They can really die from just falling down on the ground. It's terrible. And the way they acted towards those people and they laughed about it. And I saw like in the Gaza group that there is a pizza place in Gaza that had like sales on their pizza with that old lady Holocaust survivor's face and like laughing about it. And there was some, some sort of sale and the people are celebrating in Gaza all the time. And there's something I really want to say that I want the whole world to understand. They didn't start a fight against an army. They started a war against civilians. They didn't attack our soldiers, not only. They attacked our civilians. We're not even fighting against uh, people. We're fighting against demonic terrorists without limits and without laws or basic, um, I don't know how to say it. Even war has rules and they're just like ISIS. And I really, really wish that the world would see it. And a day after this attack, I was walking with Jay, my girlfriend in Zurich, in the city. And I saw on the floor like a huge writing in chalk, free Palestine. 
And in any other day, I wouldn't care. But after this attack, before we started attacking back or defending, destroying the, the um, their ammunition and their terror posts, um, when I saw it on the floor, it really, it broke my soul. It broke my soul because they know what happened to us. And nobody stood uh, by Al-Qaeda's side or by Iraq's side one day after 9-11. No one did. And in our scales, it's like 9-11. We're a small country. We have 1,400 dead, I think even more. I also wanted to say, I saw this hideous video, which to me was one of the worst, where they uh, there's a girl called Shani Luke, and she has, I think, I'm not sure she has a German citizenship, but she's an Israeli, and she was like really pro-peace. And um, I don't know if she's dead or alive, but in that video, you see her body face down, completely naked. They stripped her completely naked on the truck, full of Palestinians around her. Some of them, I think most of them are Hamas people. And uh, she has blood. They recognized her by her tattoos. And people have to find out their loved ones are dead or kidnapped through videos. It's horrible. Even before the country had any info, they just saw their loved ones in those videos. They saw their loved ones being abducted. So you see her in a truck. Her legs are completely broken and twisted. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. It was an alarm, an alarm notification of Rehovot. It's my, it's where my sister lives in. So I get like notifications if like to make sure my sister's okay. Her rockets and stuff. Yeah. Nestiona. Yeah. Jeez. Nine o'clock. They are precise. Yeah. I will also like stay in tune to, to hear if there's an alarm here. And if there is, I'll just take you with me to the safe room. Do you have one in your house? Yeah. Most of the new apartments in Israel, everyone has every apartment must by law must have uh, like a safe shelter room. So, so this is something I definitely want to talk about. Wait, I just wanted to finish about the yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Luke, yeah, she was, um, she was like on the truck. They were driving and everybody were like, like um, really, humiliating her body and this guy was just spitting on her and i mean that video was so fucked up in so many ways i just see that kind of video and i'm asking myself how are those people freedom fighters and also a lot of people are abducted and children and women and elderly and people who are pro-israel or stand by israel or israelis or jews have been hanging around the world the kidnapped posters of people and I saw so many videos of people ripping them off. How is this freedom fighting? How is this helping the Palestinian cause? How is this helping anyone in Gaza? If you just, you're just against innocent people dying. And I wanted to say things that are not going to help free Palestine is spraying painting synagogue, spray painting synagogues, calling for for intifada. Intifada is like. Um, civil like um terror attack by civilians like stabbing people in the streets glorifying the martyrs ripping down flyers of abducted children verbally attacking jews all around the world physically assaulting jews and things that will actually free palestine is getting rid of hamas and um also things that i don't get are the random attacks of jews around the world i mean if they hate us so much and they don't want us to be here in Israel, why attack Jews that are not living in Israel? Here, they're doing what you want. They don't live here. So why do you hate them? They are uninvolved. So mm -hmm. I just it just kind of shows to me that this is about anti-Semitism. And it's just a really good excuse 
to make anti-Semitism trendy again. And for some reason, it's not okay to be racist towards black people. Of course, it's not okay. It's not okay towards anyone. But somehow it's cool to hate Jews. And it's okay to hate Jews pub publicly. And people are protesting against Jews. And in Australia, I see a huge protest of people yelling, gas the Jews, gas the Jews. And there's police and they don't do anything. And in London, I see people with Palestinian flags. Like I see a video of people yelling in their like loudspeakers. They're yelling, fuck the Jews, rape their daughters. How is everyone okay with that? It's in London. It's in the heart of London. So and I have a... I want to interrupt you. I'm sorry, Leela, but I have a question about this because I um obviously stuff in America, people are 90% criticizing Israel and not saying anything else. And it's also a lot of Jewish Americans who criticize Israel. And I think, of course, I'm sh like, I, you know, Israel isn't perfect. Like, I'm sure there's things to say, but like, how do you feel when you see Jewish people who are taking the side of like basically only speaking in favor of Palestinians and and say like I don't even want Israel to exist um I'm seeing them and I think now they are it's harsh to say but I think now they're learning their lesson because now they see that the hate is also towards them even if they have nothing to do with it so they see that they're being hated no matter what opinion they have maybe it will understand maybe it will help them understand the bigger picture that um that people just hate you if you're Jewish. And they they assume that if you're Jewish, you probably support Israel, which is not their fault, but they're going to be attacked for it anyway. I also, I'm not, I guess I'm mad at them, but I mean, they don't live here, so they don't understand. It's hard for me to understand them. And, um, but I'm not worried about those people because I'm not afraid of them. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of other people. Like I'm afraid of people who are non-Jewish yeah because jews wouldn't want to harm me i think even if they disagree with israel they wouldn't want to harm me as a jew mm -hmm. if i visit abroad but other people who are not jewish might want to harm me just for being jewish so yeah. i care more about their opinion so i like seeing all the stuff that's happening on college campuses and stuff it makes me feel oh. bad it makes me feel oh. bad like as an american for people in israel to see that that's how this country is being represented at this time and uh you posted something yesterday that i reposted and i like sent it to friends and i'm like how the fuck like i don't even get this like i i get that people are in their own little camps with this and you know saying what they think they think but for someone to rip down a sign of a kidnapped baby kid person old person whatever it dehumanizes us and then to say i don't think this is helping the conflict like it makes no fucking sense like i don't i don't even these people don't have sympathy for israel which is a problem they don't have sympathy for people for human beings who don't think like them that's the other thing back to your like point about the lgbtq community and there are also left-wing people mm -hmm. who live in the south who got abducted there but are peace activists who got here's abducted. the thing those younger gen z college people have a huge problem with identity people identify as lgbtq great but i think people sink themselves into these groups that just all have a thought process so that they're they're just a part of like like a group movement think. like a group think they're a part of a movement yeah. and they don't actually think for themselves they want to be with they want to be with the underdog 
And in this situation, yeah. Palestine they, looks like underdog, so they they think um, it's right to stand by them. And I, yes. I also get that, but they just are not really well informed. They need to feel accepted because they never were in high school. Sorry, that's what I think. So they join these groups of people who were also rejected as children because they felt weird or different, and they never figured out their identity. I have gay friends who are like, this shit is so fucked up. Like, I know if I were to go over there, my head would be gone. There, there are people who get this, who are members of these communities that would not be accepted for a second in Gaza that are like, oh, yeah, that place fucking like hates women and all this stuff. And they get it. So I think it's it's these groups. And I, I think the one thing that they're lacking, like I said, is sympathy for Israel. And I think that's because they think Israel is all powerful. Israel is white. Israel has this strong organized army. They get money from us. They don't need sympathy. So they look to the one who's being bullied. And that's as far as they look and they choose their side and they go to the streets. So we when we went on birthright. We had a person that followed our group everywhere we went with a gun behind our group. And I think I back. I'll let you speak to this, too. When like the first couple of days we were like, holy shit, like what the fuck? Because I've never been <laughs> that close to a weapon of war, if you will, like that. Yeah. But like maybe the third day we were like talking to this guy and, you know, he plays online poker and he's cool. And, you know, he was, you know, hanging out with us. He's a regular person. But yeah. it's weird at first. So my question to you is kind of, did you always live with the possibility that this could happen in the back of your mind? Because I know the country, like you have a safe room prepared for things like this and continues to do so. Not for infiltration of terrorists. No. Yes, for rockets, not for infiltration of terrorists. I think it caught us all by surprise. I think when I think of what's going on, like obviously Israel is beautiful. Everyone there is hot. Your beaches are amazing. Your magnum ice cream bars are the best I've ever had. But I I worry about every day something had happened. That is not our reality here. The also worst a good place for vegans. Yeah, vegans too. Leela, I don't know if you just heard about the mass shooting that happened in Maine like two sure. nights ago. We just had a really bad one an hour away from my house with this guy. Went oh into a, yeah, he went into a bowling alley and a bar. So he went to two separate locations and killed like 10 people at each one with a fucking AK-47. And then he was on the loose and the cops didn't know where he was for two whole days. So the whole state was kind of like on lockdown, like a lot of businesses were closed. Like no one knew. We were like, is he hiding in the woods? Like no one fucking knows. And they finally found him dead last night. So it's like a big relief. But it was weird for me because I've been spending the past month reading all these news about war in the Middle East and then I was like oh my god like now this and like worrying about how you have to worry about your life so much and now I'm like geez this fucking psychopath like we can't even go to like a grocery store or a bowling alley without the real chance of like someone shooting us up so it's I mean it's so different but it's a good it's point though I mean we yeah. we to, to that point we live in a similar terror it's yeah. just it's our, country, our country's bigger much bigger but yeah, I don't know. It's that's so frustrating to me, just that people are so quick to like, you know, speak up for people that would not like them and they don't know the whole story. And that I don't know what it is about Jews in Israel that people are just like, they're fine. They don't need us. Mm. Not I don't know if people know this or not, but 
they say that we occupy Gaza. We left Gaza in 2005. We left. We left to the extent of we, the IDF dragged Jews settling there. There, there, you see like videos of IDF soldiers dragging Jews and they're kicking and screaming. So we would pull all Jews out of Gaza and we wanted to give the Palestinians their own territory. We left all the greenhouses. All that you the, built? All the yeah. fucking mosques and hospitals and schools that Israel yeah. built? We even, we even buried out our dead. There's not even a Jew, a dead Jew buried in Gaza. We took everything out because, I mean, Islam is also famous for digging out graves and um, like um, mutilating, mutilating dead bodies. Yeah. We also took out our dead. Uh, like everything, everyone was gone from Gaza 2000, since 2005. And there are a lot of people who gave them donations to start their life fresh and make something of their own. And they elected Hamas. Mm-hmm their elections which is a terrorist organization and i really feel bad for the civilians and citizens and the uninvolved people in gaza because hamas is super corrupted their leaders don't even live in gaza they live in qatar in fancy villas and they take all the money for themselves they prevent it from ever reaching the poor people and instead of using that money to build um, utilities or electricity or water utilities or schools or academic centers or modern advanced hospitals and equipment. They use it all for ammunition, weapons, tunnel building. We gave, we supply them also with water pipes and stuff like that. They used it all for their tunnels um, or they used it only for the leadership. And they just, they blame it on us. The whole world blames it on us. Why nobody blames Hamas? And how come I don't see any criticism uh, towards Egypt? Why won't Egypt open their borders and let people in? If it's a war zone, Egypt won't let them in. They don't want them. They don't want the Palestinians in. Why won't the world pressure them to, to keep them safe? I mean, brown because they're brown too. So they get the sympathy. That's how- part of it. I hear a lot of people. I mean, I'm I, just to be the the voice for the other side, like a lot of people say the number one thing is how much money Israel gets from America. And that's why they protest. Gaza also gets a lot of money from all over the world. Yeah. Money from all over the world. We also give them donations and humanitarian aids all the time. Yeah. It never reaches reaches the citizen. That's such a, that's such a strange, like, like, so you know what? And you know what? Benjamin Netanyahu and also Rabin back in the Oslo agreements gave them weapons. And a lot of people here are so angry about this. Why the fuck giving them weapons? They give them weapons so they will start their own army and police force and protect themselves. Look how nice we are and kind we are and fucking, uh, fucking naive. Just to make peace. Just to have good peace terms with them. Allow them to protect themselves. And they went and just built their own terrorizing organization also towards us, also terrorizing their own citizens. And they cannot even rise up against their, their, I don't want to say government, it's not government, but their yeah. own leaders. They will just get silenced or executed or killed. I think one thing that's being lost in some of these like debates is like the history. And I don't mean like, let's go back to Bible times, but I think people don't think about history before they were born. The reason that the U.S. helps Israel is because 
Israel lives in a neighborhood where everyone on all sides of them wants to kill them. Uh, we are it, so lucky Joe Biden is old. Really. <laughs> we are so I told you that, lucky. right? Yeah. He's super old and he was here and he knew those things. And he was talking to Golda, our former woman prime minister in 1973 when it was the Yom Kippur War. We are so lucky that he was here and he knows everything. So um, I was arguing with this uh, pro-Palestinian person on Instagram. It's what I do all day. It's terrible. I'm addicted you to do, it. Do you get into it with people? Yeah, I do. do you, I ar- does I it ever all- go to anywhere helpful or do you just feel angry? wondering? <laughs> <laughs> are, are they ever like, okay, I won't kill this many people? Listen, I really try because I really hope. Listen, my logic says... This person just doesn't know. Let's just explain to them and then they will know. But I noticed that some people just hate us no matter what I show them. They will say it's fake. No matter what I explain to them, they said, no, it never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, they say, I don't even want to hear it. I don't. I shut my ears to the defense because what you're doing is in their eyes indefensible because also they're throwing around the word genocide, which I want to ask you about, like, what does that mean to you when you see that online? Because that's all I see. Yeah. So I wanted to, to talk about um, that. That person told me um, that oh, yeah. we took over the, the state of Palestine when we came here. And I said, listen, there was no state of Palestine. It was a name of a region, Palestina. And then he sh- sent me a video of an old atlas from 1927, which shows that the region was named Palestine. Not and that I said, old. Not and that I said, old. No, and then I said, yes, listen, nobody denies it. The land here, the it's Palestine was not a name of a country. It was a name of a geographical region, which was occupied by the Romans and the Ottomans and the British, which was when we came here. And in 1936, there was a two-state solution offered by the British who conquered this area, and they offered the Arabs 80% of the area, and they rejected it and they continued with violent acts towards their Jewish neighbors. He told me, no, there was a Palestinian country. I said, okay, who was the who was the president? If there was a Palestinian country, who was the president? And then he said, we had Yasser Arafat. And I said, Yasser Arafat was the head of the Palestinian Authority from 94 to 2000 and something. I know I lived mm-hmm. when he was alive. I saw him. And he said, yeah, we also had Ezadin. A, a, a now, Ezadin, if you look it up on Google... He was a preacher and he was like a leader of a militant Arab group against the British occupation. Okay. And um, he was just leading this small militant group. And this guy really believes that he was the president. And I don't know how to tell him that it's not true because how can you argue with someone? He, and he tells me, go read history, go read history books. But I am. And nobody knows this guy. I mean, and then he tells me, and then I ask him, okay. I'm I'm going with you. I'm flowing with you. Let's say this guy was the president. What other parliament members did you have here? Give give me names of ministers you had in your Palestinian government. Who was the army? And that person just doesn't know what to answer. And then I tried to explain to them how not many people know this. I don't know if they do. Maybe they just deny it. We offered the Palestinians a state of their own for like five times. Five times. And people keep saying, yeah, give them a state of their own. We offered five times and they refused in all five. The first was was when the British offered them in 1936. The second was in 1947 after the Holocaust. 
The UN voted for two states, a Jewish one and an Arab one. The Jews accepted because we ran away from a Holocaust and we just wanted to find some peace and not die. And the Arabs refused and all Arab states around us launched a war on the one day old uh, land of state of Israel. Um, and then third and time. Lost. And they lost the war. Yeah, and we won. And in 1967, mm. all countries, all Arab countries once again attacked us. And we conquered all the Palestinian areas during the war. And then half of our government decided what to do with the land we conquered. We offered to give them back in return for peace. Mm-hmm. The West Bank to Jordan, the West Bank to Jordan, and the Gaza Strip for Egypt. And the other half of our government voted to give those areas simply for the Arabs of the region, which referred to themselves as Palestinians, in the hope that they would finally build their own state here. And a few months later, the Arab League gathered in Sudan and they issued their famous three no's. No to peace with Israel, no recognition of Israel, no negotiations with Israel. It was famous. And people are claiming it never happened. They declared it. The Arab League declared those things. And then in 2000, year 2000, our former prime minister, Ehud Barak, met with Yasser Arafat, which is which was the leader of the Palestinian Authority, and um, to conclude a two-state plan in Camp David, Clinton was involved. He really tried helping us finding a solution for peace. We offered Gaza and 94% of the West Bank with East Jerusalem so they can have their own capital. Mm-hmm. Um, But the Palestinian leader, Yasser Arafat, rejected this offer. Clinton tried sitting with both of them for 14 days to finally reach an agreement, and they haven't. And they refused. And then the Palestinians started an intifada, which was a massive terror attack of people exploding in the streets. That time was really impossible to walk around here. And that's civilians, right? That's civilians, Uh, not Hamas. Civilians attacking civilians, yes. And then in uh, 2005, we withdrew from Gaza. One, one, and- one key point before, I think before 2005, there was no like fence, right? Like it of was pretty, course. it was open. Yeah, of course it was open. But then th- there were so many terror attacks and people were just so terrified. Yeah. Uh, when, when, when Hamas was elected in 06, that's when Israel was like shut, locked this shit down. Right. Um, I I don't know that fact for sure. I don't want to. Well, let, let me ask about I this. Defense was um... because when when I have these conversations with my friends, this is the thing they always go back to, and it's the occupation in the West Bank, and that Netanyahu like just wants all the land, and the reason this happened is because he spent all his resources like policing that area and like allowed people to come over and just you know be terrorists mm-hmm. um it's hard for me to keep up with that because i don't see a lot of it like i don't know what's going on over there can you shed some light yeah um just like you i don't i don't agree with everything yeah that country does of course i think that we that especially this government which we are protesting against for the last entire that, year that's a yeah. huge that's a huge point a huge point that's being missed your profile picture is you with a huge israeli flag and you're not not you're not waving it and saying like kill all the palestinians you're saying of course not this literally which- reminds me of like my friends who are posting right after the attack happened and like celebrating the palestinians and my one friend posted something like 
you know, I guess I have a, a little bit of sympathy for at least the Israelis who were protesting their government, but no sympathy for the others, of course. And it's I was like, the people. How it's, is that a fucking afterthought, you idiot? Like, you think it's like, yeah, like 1% of the population? It's a fucking huge chunk of the population. And but like, it's, you're just it, it's also the people who are living in the South, close to Gaza, you think they're, they're left choosing? Do you think they're, they're choosing to live there because they hate Palestine? No, they want peace. They're peacemakers. They're working it's, it's towards really peace. It's really true. I think that I think it was with you, Rudy. I think it was with you also, Rebecca, when when you were in Birthright. I don't remember if we went to Kerem Shalom, which is like a, a small town right on the Gaza border. And I don't remember if I mean I don't remember if it was with you guys, but on the wall between Israel and Gaza, there are like graffitis for peace. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, that. Fucking like everybody that. posts that shit on Instagram when they go, and they're like, yeah, and, peace. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and they have the houses had flags of the Meretz party. Meretz, mm. it was like the most left wing party there is in Israel that is willing to give Palestinians their own state and have peace. The people who live there, there's so many. It's not the same. People must separate between Gaza and the West Bank. Mm -hmm. Those people are entirely different. Also, the Israelis in those regions are is entirely different. And also the Arabs in those regions are entirely different. West Bank yeah. Israelis are like Hasidic, right? Yeah, they're, like they're super. They're, yeah, they're 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 hardcore. Yeah. And they uh, stab they they stab someone at a gay pride parade, right? It's not the same exactly. <laughs> that was an Orthodox Jew, but yeah. OK. And that's also what we have been protesting against the last the past month, uh, the past year. What? So what exactly? Because I'm not clear on that. I mean, I, I know I I, I mean, I, I don't know. I think I'm assuming like this government is a little too harsh with the occupation. This but... government is extreme right wing. They have so many ministers who are really religious and really right wing. Their passwords, their mottos are like uh, death to Arabs. And their motto is like, uh, every family should have a mommy and a daddy. They have this mm -hmm. new campaign against the LGBTQ. We hate them, basically. It feels to me like most of the people hates them. I don't know. Benjamin, Benjamin Netanyahu decided to sit with those parties because it helped him stay in power. That's the only reason why he was with them. I don't oh. think it's, I don't think it's most of the people in Israel. You also have to take into account the fact that every Saturday night for like nine months, Israelis protested against this government. And almost every Saturday night, there were 300,000 people protesting all over Israel. Our maximum number of protesters was, I think, 600,000. That's a lot. That's more than half a million people just going out to the streets. A lot of people disagree and they don't leave their homes. Mm -hmm. The matter of how people stick to it, like people gave up their, their free time just to go there. It's not like a once a year parade. No, it's every Saturday night. Half a million people are stepping out. It means something. It tells you something. And um, my Swiss girlfriend came here and she heard about the protests and I, I took her with me to see it. She was in shock. She was in shock. She never imagined. It's so huge. We're having huge signs. We have this drone filming from above the huge signs that we have. And so people, so many people are yelling, democracy, democracy. And you see so many gay flags and LGBTQ flags and trans flags. And like you see, this is the people of Israel. This is the people. Right. Those people want peace. 
And it's true that we have a problem now with our government and with those extreme people. And the problem is that after every conflict like this that we have, more people are becoming right wing. And I don't blame them. Even my left wing friends now are so angry about what happened. Really, we don't know what to do with the Gaza Strip. We don't know. Regarding the West Bank, I think it's a different, it's it's an entirely different saga. It's an entirely different story. Yeah. I don't know how to start with that, but... um. So let me ask you this, because I think this is something people here might struggle to understand. How do you go from this government's bullshit, you know, what they're saying is not the right way to, hey, we're attacked. We need you to go into reserves and, you know, give your service and time to your country. I think a lot of people here would be like, fuck that. This country is backwards. Like, I don't support anything they're doing. Yeah, but Israeli everyone, people aren't like that. And yet everyone who threatened they won't serve in the army, they are, they are here. They are serving, including me. Because our state was, there's a huge organization called Achim Laneshek, which means brothers in arms, uh, which means that basically all the reservists declared that if Israel goes in a direction of being a dictatorship or a... Uh, religious country we just won't serve in the army including me i wouldn't mm-hmm. serve like if israel became homophobic i wouldn't serve the army fuck that i would live here like for the same reason i wouldn't support palestine because they are killing gay people if israel would treat that way would treat gay people that way i wouldn't stand by israel either i can promise you that i'm not a hypocrite but as long as we are and as long as there are really a lot of good people here if we are under threat, if we are under danger of survival, we are all standing united and we all unite and listen. The spirit of people here since day one of this war, how everyone is volunteering and everyone, I see like all my WhatsApp groups, all of them are filled with um, people wanting to donate to soldiers, to people who lived in the South. They're willing to host people in their homes. They're collecting food, they're collecting equipment, they're collecting shoes, clothes, whatever for everyone. This is a time where everyone is helping, even if not everyone is serving in the army. The spirit of people just going to the main square in Tel Aviv, Dizengoff Square, it turned into a huge donation center. You see people just wanting to help and see who needs what, how can we help you? Psychologists are giving therapies for free now. Artists and celebrities are performing for free now just to uplift our spirit and uh encourage people and help them people so many people are not working right now or giving their services for free so many restaurants are giving us food like if you come to a restaurant on uniform you get 50 percent off or you get things for free like the spirit of us being united and everyone just seeking to help is amazing and for example here uh in the safe room that i have there's like a shielded iron door that you need to close most of the year I leave it open because it's just functioning as a normal window. But you have to close it if there is a missile attack. So I struggled with it. It was stuck. And I texted in my building, hey, can someone come help me? I can't close my window. In one minute, someone was at my door. One minute. Because people are like really honestly trying to help. And I also uh, like forwarded in some groups that vegan soldiers don't have anything to eat. So many people are uniting just to make food and give it to you or delivering it to you. People are doing everything for everyone. We have our app called Walt. It's like your Uber Eats. So Walt is making special deliveries for uh, soldiers or people. You can donate like uh, food deliveries to people who live there or 
people who need equipment, like everyone is standing up for everyone. And it's so heartwarming and it's so nice to see. We don't like Uber Eats on this podcast. (laughs) Okay. Rudy got banned for requesting too many refunds. Well, let's be honest. The real reason was because um, I ordered a sandwich with no cheese. They gave me cheese. I got diarrhea and I sent him a picture of the diarrhea. That's really yeah, there's what a happened. lot of reasons. There's a yeah. lot of reasons, Rudy. I get that actually. Yeah. Serve them well. <laughs> but but good for you, Layla. And I think if you maybe you ate meat, you would probably be able to close that door better. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking badass army girl. You're trying to <laughs> tell her how to close a door. Your your Shut neighbor up. your neighbor's like, oh, that celery girl can't That's can't close me. a door. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, you get it. Like, no matter where you go, like you go in the street, people are just trying to help. On my flight back from Switzerland, the people were helping the flight attendants. People were just getting up and asking, can we help you? Can we do something for you? Everybody's like really trying to hold us together and comfort people who are in need. And I saw in the street, a woman was crying above this little... I don't know how to say this little monument they made of uh, dead soldiers and someone random just came and asked her if she wants a hug and she hugged him. And you know what? I, when I walk in the streets in uniform, I love it. I feel like I'm a superhero. People here really love me and little kids are coming to me and saying, thank you so much for protecting us. And it's, it's so cute. And the, the vibe that you have in Israel of how people here want peace and they want quiet And the vibe that I'm seeing from Gaza of how they are celebrating our dead and how they are educated from a young age to kill all Jews and hate us. And you see kids shows that teaches kids, yeah, throw rocks at a Jew. Yeah, when I grow up, I want to shoot all Jews. And they encourage that. We don't have that. Our culture is songs of peace, songs of, of, yeah, hope. Our anthem is hope. We are singing about soldiers who die and we are sad about it. They are celebrating death. We are celebrating life. And that's a a huge difference I feel between us and them is that also Hamas is using human shield. And I don't know how the world doesn't see that and doesn't care about it, but not only they are preventing the donation and the humanitarian aid from their citizens, they're also using them as human shields. They're putting their bases and their weaponry and their ammunition all within dense populated areas of civilians and they are shooting from them. And I had so many questions about, hey, Lila, if so many rockets are being fired at Tel Aviv from Gaza, how come there isn't just an airplane that constantly flies above the Gaza Strip? And if you see them launching from a place, just shoot it down immediately. And then I said, well because sometimes they're shooting it from very heavily civilian areas and we can't just automatically shoot. We are really trying our best to avoid killing any civilians, killing any, having any casualties or uninvolved people. And sometimes we are preventing fire from, so that won't happen. And we are warning them. We are sending Mm -hmm. messages. We are throwing pamphlets with an airplane from the air. We are calling them. We are warning them to leave. Hamas won't let them leave. I saw a video of people trying to escape south and Hamas bombarded the streets so they won't leave. So why do they do that? I mean, I've I've heard reports they like take people's car keys 
Why not let them leave? They think Israel because won't. Because they want to keep using them as human shields because yeah. it makes us look bad. And then the whole world will be against us. And that way they will win. They want and to kill us. Like so many people don't believe that. Like I hear this coming from people like you. And it's like the pro-Palestinian side like doesn't want to believe that or something. Like... But you see it. You can see the pamphlets. You can see the pamphlets that, that they're in the streets. They have footage mm-hmm. of that. Well, they think I think what those people think is. You can is, see in is, our is, news. In our it, news, you see the IDF spokesperson. Every night, publishing a message on all the news. And by the way, we are taking over their news channels to broadcast in their TVs. And you see the IDF spokesperson talking to them. All the citizens of Gaza City, please leave. Citizens of neighborhoods. um, He's giving specific neighborhoods. And he's saying, leave those areas within the next 48 hours. Please, we implore you. Take your families. Take your equipment. We, We will send humanitarian aid to the south of the Gaza Strip, you may escape to Aza City. We will give you humanitarian aid there. Please leave. You can see it. And, I mean, and a Israel does not have to do that. I think the people who are on the Palestinian side think Israel are terrible for even making people evacuate their homes. But well, like, it would be really nice if they would <laughs> uh, if they would evacuate us from our homes before they attacked us on October seventh. Right. If we that... get a message before that terror attack, it would be really nice. And you know what? We also evacuate our own. We also evacuated all the people from our own people from the south, and we also evacuated all of our own people from the from the north. Uh, in front of Hezbollah, another organization, we evacuate our own. Don't you think it's preferable? To evacuate people before you destroy the area? And then, okay, then you can ask, why destroy the area? Well, what are we supposed to do when they are firing rockets at us from that place? Right. Imagine if we wouldn't have Iron Dome. If we Mm -hmm. wouldn't have Iron Dome, all the rockets would kill more people in Israel than the ones we killed by accident in Gaza. And they would, they're directing, they're, they're, they're shooting directly at civilians. They're not aiming towards our military bases. They're aiming for civilian areas. We are aiming for terrorist places and targets and ammunition and weaponry and bases that they have and leaders that they have and members of their leadership. And they are just aiming randomly towards civilian areas. And you know what? I'm in the IDF and I see on live the map of all the rockets being launched and the areas they're landing in. And between 15 to 25% of the rockets they are shooting fall within Gaza and kill their own people because they have stupid rockets with a lot of malfunctions. And a lot a lot of rockets are also landing in the sea. And they're just, they're not aiming. They're just shooting everywhere. They're trying their best to aim. But some of the rockets are U-turning or malfunctioning and exploding within the Gaza Strip. And that's how the, the, the hospital got exploded and bombarded. Mm-hmm. And they blamed us for doing it. I saw... Um... On IDF's Telegram, they publish video of every strike that they carry out just for transparency. I, I want to give you an opportunity to speak on the the code of ethics. And I had a conversation with a friend this week who said the IDF is a terrorist organization and just like set me off. And you saw what I put online about like the humanitarian aid, like just they're an army that has like an ensemble like al-qaeda doesn't have a fucking people singing for entertainment like it's it's so not a terrorist organization and it's one thing for me to say it and speak on what i know but you're actually listen when you are when you serve in the idf your commanders and all the courses you have to go through they educate you with with the spirit of the idf 
the spirit of the IDF is a very famous document with like our Ten Commandments, if you will, of uh, doctrines that are being taught to all soldiers who serve. There is one, it's full of like values that we have to stick to. There is one value stated in the Israel Defense Force official doctrine of ethics, which is called the spirit of the IDF. And it's called the the code of purity of arms. I'm going to read to you what the purity of arms mean means. Um, the soldier shall make use of his weaponry and power only for the fulfillment of the mission and solely to the extent required. He will maintain his humanity even in combat. The soldier shall not employ his weaponry and power in order to harm non-combatants or prisoners of war and shall do all he can to avoid harming their lives, body, honor, and property. This is an official quote from the IDF spirit, okay? And when I was a soldier, we were being taught that and we had to study it and we had to memorize it and we were tested if we wanted to get accepted to our job in the IDF. And everybody goes through it. And they are teaching that to us all the time. This, Those are our values. And we have really one of the best air forces in the world with special bombs that are so accurate. When we have a target, we really try to make the bombing as accurate as you can. And you have videos that the IDF published of how there's like a specific terrorist living in a specific floor in a building you see how the missile is and it only explodes that one apartment <laughs> i mean we are really really trying our best to avoid that and in war there are always casualties and i think that sometimes it's the thought that counts you cannot ignore the fact that it's the thought that counts because <laughs> their thought and their intention is to kill everyone here they're not distinguishing between this is that a word like mm -hmm. a, am i Am I using it right? They're Your not, English like, is amazing. Stop asking us. You're fine. Thank you. They're not separating between civilians or soldiers. They just want to kill every Jew they can or every Israeli they can. We are using our rockets to protect and defend our people. They are using their people to defend their rockets. And you know what's funny? No matter how much aid they get, aid, uh, and how much supplies they get some, for some reason, it's really mysterious to me how the only resource they always have left in Gaza are rockets. They always run out of everything else, but rockets, they always have plenty. So you need to question yourself, how come they have so many rockets? How did they get to Gaza? Through those humanitarian aids, because they're smuggling so many materials and weaponry in those humanitarian aids. So you can just see for yourself, how so else the, would they have so many weapons? Honestly, so the, like the, use your logic. I know Biden gave Israel a hundred billion and like threw Palestine a bone of like a hundred million. But like, where do you think that money goes that Hamas just takes it and goes like, thanks for the weapons? Yeah, I think they're using it for, listen, they, they got money uh, for building like uh, building materials. And instead of using it to renovate their destroyed properties, they used it to build tunnels. Okay. To infiltrate Israel and um, to do more terror attacks. How long will you be in reserves just, for? Do you know? No idea. Yeah, I have no idea when's the next time I'm going to see my girlfriend. Were you in school? Were you working? Like what happens to all that? Yeah, like right before October 7th. Like what was your job before you went back to the Oh, Earth? no, I already finished university and I'm working. I'm like, um, I'm a project manager at a company that invests in real estate. So are you doing that during the day and at night um a little bit 
Yeah, my my boss really understands that I need to sleep. So like I'm doing yeah. a few things for him that I have to that he needs help with, but I'm not really regularly working or going to my job. Yeah, we had a lot of people. No one is no one is working right now. Gotcha. Right. So that's like impacting the whole country. I'm sure like so many people are getting pulled out of your jobs into like the army. So like, is everything yeah, differently? Like yeah, about half a million people are right now reservists in the army. They're not see. they're not going to their jobs. Weird. They're not going to their workplace. They're in the army. So organizations like, I don't know, FIDF are helping people who do not have income right now. But the country pays you like the state pays you if, if you go to as a reservist, they pay you for it less than your workplace, but they mm. they still pay you. I was just wondering how like because being back at war, like how it has changed your daily like mental energy or your daily routine or like the things that you think about, because like I know my brain thinks pretty frivolous things because I'm not at war. Like, you know, I don't know how that's changed for you. Yeah, well. The real problem is that I'm addicted to watching all the horrible videos. That's yeah. my problem. And I'm addicted to arguing with people. Yeah. <laughs> trying, really trying to explain ourselves. And it really angers me that we even have to explain ourselves. But we're I'm really trying to share on my Instagram and show the world what we're dealing with here. And it, it takes its price. And, you know, yesterday was the day of two years since my mom passed away. And I, I didn't even do a memorial ceremony with my sister for her because like there's so much going on here and we don't want to do it during the war. And I couldn't even like think of my mom so much. I was so busy and occupied watching videos and seeing what happens around the world with all the pro-Palestinian protests and getting angry about it. And it's like it's really unhealthy because obviously it's funny. I just came here from therapy. I was and just going to say, I hope you're using what they're offering. And my therapist told me, Lila, she gave me homework. She said, Lila, please, for next our next session, make a list of things that you can control and things that you cannot control. And I felt so sad and hurting for the people in the South. And she told me, like, you can be sad for someone, but don't be so sad that it affects you like you suffered from it. Like, don't take part in there. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like doubling it's the hurt. It's also not helping anyone because if yeah. I cry all day for what happened to the families in the South, it doesn't help them. It's pointless. It only makes me really sad. It doesn't get anyone anywhere. So I really try, like my, my Swiss girlfriend told me, she asked me not to argue with anyone online for 24 hours. And I failed the first day. <laughs> And you know what? Yesterday, yesterday, someone random on Instagram texted me. I need to show you. Maybe I will send you the screenshot. How are you arguing with people in comments? Also, and also like uh, inbox messages. Mm. So this random guy on Instagram texted me yesterday. Forever Palestine, bitch, and fuck your Israel entity. No one wanted you when the Jewish people were refugees. You have no damn land at all. And I texted him back. Damn, you look good. <laughs> that's one way to go about it because you know when you see those kind of messages obviously i understand i have no one to talk to here so why start i just got, went for another strategy <laughs> i was like okay let's just troll him back and All give, right. him, give him compliments let's see how he deals with it i have an idea next time that happens to you come to me and we'll write jokes back to like really like cut these people down because you could have said something like 
people who look like you are the reason I'm a lesbian, which doesn't exist in your country because they slaughter them all. Yeah. We'll, put, we'll put the laughter right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I have a friend. She she shared with me like this thing where if you get if you're getting messages like that, you can either compliment back or oh yeah, you make a donation in their name. That's smart. Mm-hmm. And then you say thank you for every anti-Semitism comment. There's like a donation being made in your name, stuff like that. I had um that's good. I had a Palestinian person just I told Becca this, just message me. I poop on your head (laughs) or your face. Fine, very like two years ago, somebody found out who I worked for. I guess somebody a Palestinian, and they sent me a link and he said, Since you like this stuff, here's a video of me circumcising myself. I did not click on it. But when I like when people say they're getting like death threats, I, I mean and I don't I make videos, like I'm not yeah it's it that that shit definitely happens i want to give you a chance to you mentioned that you lost some friends and i want to give you a chance to to tell us about that so i didn't lose fortunately i didn't lose any like my friends i lost i didn't lose but i know friends of friends and i know families of friends like for example one of my friends his father got murdered in the invasion of the 7th of October. And I know that my best lesbian friend, Romy, the one I told about earlier. So she has a lot of girlfriends like in the army, in that base that Hamas took over. They just murdered all of them in their beds, murdered all of them. And I saw like so many videos of blood everywhere and how they took over all the places and how they burned bodies. They're, they burned people alive. And they kept them hostage. And there's like this really famous video of um of this family that are being held hostage. And the little girl is crying. They just murdered her sister in front of her eyes. And she's just begging, please don't kill us. Please don't kill us also. And her mom is like really bringing grandma, I think. She was really protective of her. And they're like lying on the floor and she's hugging her. And she's saying, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And this video was really heartbreaking. And... <laughs> One of my best friends, uh, Orian, he's right now on the front line. And he's like the front man of Vegan Friendly, our mm-hmm. organization here in Israel. He makes all the funny TikTok videos about veganism. And he's on the front line now. And um, I'm really worried about him. He's so, he's such a great guy. He's so funny and cute. And he uploaded this story where you see both of his nieces speaking like his niece is talking to her friend and like someone filmed the conversation and his niece says i really hope my uncle orian doesn't die he's my favorite uncle he's the funniest and he's all always has this good energy and he has a really good sense of humor and she's like four years old or like six years old or something and it's so cute and it's heartbreaking i don't know what to say if anyone has a solution to what we should do with the gaza strip Please text me. Please send me an email. Please reach out. (laughs) Because all those people are criticizing us, but no one has a really good solution. I mean, they're just saying, yeah, just open the borders. Okay. What do you think will happen if we just open the borders? I've noticed that too. A lot of people kind of like live in fantasy land or the people who are like, well, Israel is an illegal colony state and they shouldn't be there in the first place. And so I'm like, so isn't every state like this in the world? And what do you what you think all the Jews that live in Israel are just going to be like, yeah, you're right. We should go back 
to Europe or wherever the fuck we came from. Well, like, how- what about every what about every country in the world in general? Every country exactly. was conquered. Exactly, no country was giving to given to a people. When the right. world was created, there was no regional areas marked on a map. Right, people had to decide this by wars and conquering things. And what about Native Indians mm-hmm. in the United States? Isn't yeah. it also? Right. So we should just like all leave and and give this land back and go back to Europe. I mean, it's just not realistically how things work. Like people are like living in this fantasy. And and you know, and and you know what? I'll tell you something else. There are over 30 Muslim countries all over the world, over 11 Christian countries and only one tiny, small country for the Jews. Only Mm -hmm. one. And it's the size of New Jersey, size of New Jersey, kind of or El Salvador. It's mm-hmm. so tiny. Just leave us be. We had to go through a Holocaust to get this place. Just leave us be. And when we were around the world, they wanted to shoo us away to a place. And now when we finally have our place, they want to shoo us away from here as well. And so- people, I think people get tired of like, it's like, don't stop bringing up the Holocaust that happened so long ago. But then they bring up, for example, like the Nabka, which was like three yeah. years after the Holocaust. I'm like, bro, you can't talk about one yeah. all the time without the two. They're both yeah. I, that, relevant. That might be the thing that I think has like got me most shook is like the complete dismissal of the Holocaust. Oh, it's not discussed at all. It's which not just crazy. And it's also you're the we're the crazy Jews who can't get over something that well, happened 100 years ago. It's I, our fault. I think that's the thing that's the most difficult for, for people to understand. I mean, I remember going to Hebrew school and we learned the phrase like, you know, if we don't learn history, we're doomed to repeat it. And even before I worked for a mostly Jewish organization, I probably thought about the Holocaust every day in like some aspect. I think one of the reasons I make Holocaust jokes is unconsciously to remind people like that, that shit happened. And I think people struggle so hard with the idea that like a population of people was decimated and then 50, 60, 75 years later, they're this strong, powerful country. Like that doesn't happen in this world. It's unique. It's a miracle, but it doesn't mean that those people are invincible. And I, I, I think that, I would love to scream that at people at UPenn's campus. I don't know, Leela. What do you want me to do? I don't know either. You want me to go vegan again? No, it's okay. You don't have to. It wouldn't last. <laughs> no, definitely not. Especially not cat. through Halloween. I honestly don't know what to do. It's like we can't win. No matter what we do, we can't win. The world told us, oh, you're occupying territory. Leave. Okay, we left Gaza. But we did exactly what the world wanted us to do. Now what, geniuses? But the world gonna- started criticizing gonna- Israel on October 7th. Before, when you guys were attacked that day, people yeah. were criticizing Israel. So it's like, fucking bananas. You, what the fuck were you supposed to do? Let, let a terrorist attack happen and just be like, darn. Get that's a real shame. Yeah. That's what that's what people think that you should do. Because I'm like, what the like, what do you actually want them to do? And there's no re- it's just criticizing for everything that can never be done. So, but there's no suggestion of what would actually make sense. Yeah, but you, really. But you will win. You will win. We will win. I we know that we will win. But I mean, it's so hard to disconnect yourself from what the world thinks about us because yeah. it breaks your heart because you want to believe that those people in Western Europe are like you and not on their side, not on the barbaric beheading ISIS, raping women, killing women, killing LGBTQ people are. Do you wish not to be on their side? Do you wish you saw, you know, 
What about ISIS? They did. They exploded all over Europe. What? If they, there's no occupation in Europe. What's the excuse then? I'm really asking. What was the excuse then? Do you wish you saw more like, I don't know, no pro-Israel is the right word, but like solidarity marches for Israel in these big cities? Yeah. In, in, yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's fucking go then. I would love that. I would. You know what I would love to see? I would love to see the regional police and the authorities handling it better because people are getting really violent with the pro-Palestinian uh protests and the police are just standing by and doing nothing can I, can I tell you something and i do honestly believe this rebecca tell me if if you think differently that video you posted of that new yorker guy shouting that guy down i think that's mo i think that's most people here i just don't think it's being filmed i think the loudest people are the you free get it filmed please <laughs> yes if that if you need me to do that i will do that for you yeah, yeah because I, I think that's most look the entire 90 percent of right wing here which is half the country so 90 percent of half the country you do the math are pro-israel they think jesus is going to come back and be there so they support you guys which sucks because and we'll it take makes what we can get other people who That's support true. israel look like those crazy people and you're lumped in with these like crazy evangelicals that you're like damn i literally disagree with you on literally everything it really sucks and then it makes it easier for people to demonize israel because they say look who's on their side the enemy of the enemy is my friend right 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 but i do think that's most people i think most people are reasonable they're just quiet or they're at home thinking what they think or they're texting their friends so i hope you can find some sense in that i mean all you need to know is our president is with you guys. Yeah, it really, it really helps. You know what, Biden? I think I told you and that I when Biden, him. when Biden visited here in Israel in the Yom Kippur War, he was a young senator, twenty six years old, and he met with Golda, our prime minister, or a woman prime minister. And um, so progressive. I, by the way, by the way, I admire, admire the fact that we had a woman prime minister in the in nineteen seventy three. We we couldn't elect one six years ago. Go yeah. ahead. So he met her and um, he was like worried with the situation of the Jews in Israel and stuff like that. And she told him, well, you know, Biden, here in Israel, we have a secret weapon. And then he said, what? And then she said, us Jews, we have nowhere else to go. Mm -hmm. And I really feel it's true. Like when when hell is loose here in Israel and I see what's going on around the world and I see people abusing Jews all around the world, uninvolved Jews, it really makes this feeling that I have stronger, this feeling that we really have no other place for us. This is the only place for us. They don't like us around the world, no matter what we do. And just this feeling is horrible because, you know, I travel a lot. I travel like every month abroad. And always when I go, usually I go to LGBTQ events or parties or where I go, I always go and meet a lot of lesbians, obviously. So every time I go, when I send from Israel, people are like, eh, or they don't like me. Or there was this real, this one girl where I hit on when I was in a bar in Berlin and she was American. I think she was, she was from Seattle and we were talking, we had a really good vibe and we that's were flirting together. That's a really liberal area, the Pacific and Northwest. Then, and then she asked me, where are you from? I said, Israel. And then she said, she looked at me like this and I said, do you hate me now? And then she said, uh, kind of. 
And I said, why would you hate every Russian person just because they're from Russia? That's so fucking stupid. That's exactly it's what I'm talking crazy. about. And exactly. And not even asking, oh, are you like a lefty who protests the government? Like if she just got to know you a little bit, you know, but oh, you live in Israel. I don't like you. Yeah. They're they not just... being anti-Semitic. They swear. They no. swear. They tell us that From they're not being anti-semitic they must be right and you know what i went to in may i went to velvet ibiza which is the biggest lesbian festival in the world no, what, <laughs> what, look what, at that smile on her face you mean bigger than like the WNBA draft funny <laughs> you get that <laughs> no i understood it has to do with um sports right <laughs> yeah sorry i laughed too hard at that go ahead funny that's good that's good that's funny <laughs> so i went there and i heard gossip and there was this British girl. She really liked me. She was really nice. And she told me that she was in a group where they gossiped like over me. And they said, wow, there's this th there was this Jordanian girl. And she said, wow, there's this girl. She's really hot. I really want to hit on her. But then I found out she's Israeli. Ew, I don't want to talk to her. <laughs> so you see, she doesn't even know me. I never even said hello to like we never said hello to each other i didn't even get to chat with the girl she doesn't know who i am she doesn't know maybe she should hate me for my character but she just doesn't know yeah. that there's plenty do of other honest, reasons do you leela like have you ever met a palestinian person or do you feel yes. okay course, do you feel animosity right? no like ew they're palestinian i don't want to date them i don't think anyone can um afford it to act like this towards Palestinians because they're the underdog and you cannot behave like this when you meet an underdog. It's just like Rudy said earlier, you can hate us because we're white. Mm. So um, it's like, okay to be disgusted by, although we are pretty underdogs. I mean, I think so. Any country in the whole world is against us. We're fighting for our survival all the time, constantly. So I, I don't understand how come we are not seen as underdogs. I remember um, we all went out one night when we were in Israel and one of the Americans from our group was like dark hair, darker skinned. And we were out with just like some local, like a bunch of people local and a couple Israelis guys kind of not in like an official confrontation way, but we're just like kind of looking at him and I asked if he was Palestinian. Is that like a fear is that common? You know what I'm saying? I I guess it really depends on who you are, you know, as a person, your characteristics. And yeah. Yeah, I guess. But I'm that's the right answer. Okay, girl from Seattle. It depends who you are, not True. where you come from. True. Um, because a lot of people react differently. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you see that? Yeah. Barely. <laughs> fucking ninja cat. So quick. We could use him in Gaza. <laughs> so what was i gonna say basically i'm saying like how many people in israel yeah oh you know what racist. you know what? let me tell you let me tell you a good story in berlin i went to this show you know magic mike do i obviously so in berlin there was a show called magic dyke okay? <laughs> and obviously I, <laughs> obviously I got tickets and went because who wouldn't right and over there there were a lot of a lot i think the majority was non-binaries and I was standing on the queue, like in the line to get in. And there were like a bunch of people like standing in front of me and they were having conversations and I was there alone. So I wanted like to make friends. They were speaking in English. I wanted to make some friends and I talked to them and uh, all of a sudden I told them I'm from Israel and then they were like ignoring me and not really nice. And I really tried being friendly and like being part of the conversation. And then the, they decided as we were standing and waiting, they decided to play a game of that you have to say three sentences 
two are a lie and one is true. Sorry. Two truths and a lie. Two lies and one is true. I don't remember, Whatever. but you know, you get the game. Yeah. So uh, let's just for the story, I don't remember how it went, but just for the let's say the two lies and one truth. okay? and I was expecting like an exciting, fun game. And they were all just giving sentences of my underwear is blue right now. Mm. And I was like, that's not interesting. (laughs) But I mean, we guessed it and played and then it was my turn. And then I said, "Okay, let me tell you my three stories and you decide which is true. The first one is that I shot a person. The second is that my dad is a Holocaust survivor and my mom is a daughter of a Nazi. And the third one is that, I don't know, it was something really random. It was a lie. Like uh, maybe the color of my socks or something. And then just in one second, everyone decided that the story where I shot someone is true. No one disagreed. And I asked why. And then I said, well, because you're from Israel and you have to go to the army. So you probably shot a person. And then I said, well, you know, for a community who really doesn't like being judged, you are really, really judging me as I coming as I'm coming from Israel. I never shot a person. And my dad is a Holocaust survivor. And my mom was a daughter of Nazis. And they were it was unbelievable to them. And you see, they hate it when people assume who they are, assuming their gender or their identity. But they just assume things about others. So it just proves to you that we are all human in the end. And all humans are judging and all humans are racist on some level. And all humans are like, they like their own community and they don't really like other communities outside of the communities. Even if they're pretending to be in a a community that accepts everyone, it's not really always accurate. Yeah, I just felt it's ridiculous how they are like uh, a really strong community that like tries to accept everyone and not judging everyone, but they really judged me only from where I was from. Leela, thank you so much. Um, I, I wanted you to come on here and like be a human and you're one of our favorite humans. And I didn't want you to be like a machine, like for the army, for the Israel government. But I feel like we should end with like something kind of fun. So what do you want to do? You want to, what do you think about a, you want to give us some X? What do you want to do? You know what? You know who disappointed me the most in this war? Bruno Mars. <laughs> There you go. Let's unexpected. Let's start a new war he with Bruno Mars. He was here. He was here, and we didn't hear anything about him. And you know, during that Saturday when people were murdered, I was having this thought: Oh my God, what about Bruno Mars? I hope he's okay. Aww. You were thinking about him. Yeah, of course. I w- I wanted to see his show. He was supposed to perform. And he's fleeing in a private jet, just like oh yeah 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 yeah. Right. No, that's fine. I have no problem with him fleeing. He should flee, but he didn't say anything about it, and it just kind of disappointed me. Have any celebrities that you've seen speak out? You're like, okay, nice, or were you like, okay, Justin you're, you're... Timberlake, which is awesome because that's, I love him. That's the wrong Justin, Leela. Come on, that's the right Justin, Rudy. Did you see? Uh, what do you think of uh, our girl Greta Thunberg, who I ripped all my stickers off my laptop of her? You you know, that's funny. I wonder if she knows that Palestinians are burning tires all day long. And people. And you know what? I From what I heard, rockets are not really eco-friendly. Yeah, I don't think so. And um, I wonder also if she knows that Israel is one of the most vegan countries in the world. How dare you? And I also wonder if she knows that, well, I saw in Palestinian villages how they just slaughter uh, animals on the streets. There are rivers of blood and everyone around are just walking by and they're all okay with it. People seem to not want to learn about Israeli culture once they decide that they don't like Israel. They don't want to hear anything and they just think all you do is like occupy people's houses. 
and there's nothing else to the culture. I wonder if there's some jealousy there, too, because you know how many Israeli models I follow on Instagram? I don't know. So many. But at least Gal Gadot is finally speaking up. She was too quiet for too long, and finally she's speaking up. Yeah. And I'm happy about it. And you know what? My favorite band, Lola Marsh, they're Israeli, so it's it doesn't really count. But I'm so happy that they are also speaking up. And they are, like, dedicating songs for everyone who is, like... A victim of the situation and they also heard that Noah Argemani a girl who was kidnapped yeah. that you see in the video that she's like screaming oh my god she looks so cute apparently Mona Marsh was her favorite band also Aww. so they did like an entire live session where they're singing like songs for her you didn't you didn't mention this part but I didn't even like think about how stoned those people probably were at the concert to be stoned and like rocking out to your favorite band and then see fucking people paragliding in to the concert to kill you i cannot imagine i cannot imagine that i really cannot and i heard so many voice recordings and phone calls they show they play it on the news like every day every day there's a new story of like how they of new conversations that a girl talked to her father and someone got into the um, got into the building she was hiding and so they just she sent like a voice recording to their family a last one on their whatsapp group and you hear her screaming her best friend's name and they just shot her best friend and then they shot her as well and you know what the 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 hamas hamas people actually took their phones and they sent their families their loved ones dead videos and recordings i heard a recording where one recordings they sent it imagine you're imagine you're on your family whatsapp group and finally you you get a message from your brother or sister a video of your brother being killed being sent to you by your brother it's so fucked up and then they're they're they they broadcasted it live and then when the whole world decided they are a terrorist organization they disowned it and they deleted videos and they deny it. And they said, no, we never killed any civilians. It's crazy. But we have those videos. I have them saved on my phone. Why? Asshole. For proof. Because otherwise no one would fucking believe us. They yeah. don't believe. The, the, a lot of people are denying the Holocaust. And now they're looking for evidence. Now we have evidence. Mm-hmm. So I'm tired. I'm just trying to watch cat videos to cheer up. People are creating here so many memes about the situations. Like really funny memes. So it's like. <laughs> kind of cheering me up memes but, uh, are healing it's really nice i don't know if you heard about uh rachel rachel this woman who uh tried to give hamas terrorists cookies to lure them and like uh get some time before the police forces came to to stop them i saw so she's, like, she's like a national hero now and they made so many memes about her. Like she's a superhero, like in Marvel, the Avengers, Rachel with her cookies. And it's like Aww. so funny. There, I saw two stories of like Jewish mothers who are like, your, your skin and bones, like come sit down, eat. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's what she did also. Yeah. She told the terrorists, oh, you look pale. You look hungry. Let me give you <laughs> lunch. I'm going to kill you. You look pale. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. All right. I'll leave. Damn. Mean. Yeah. But her life was saved. She's she's still alive. Yeah, she's alive. Yeah, she was interviewed. It was a really funny nice. interview. I I think I think your your people are amazing. Um, I don't know. That's that's what I think. I think the 
the thing that's giving me hope is like the strength of the community. And even though like there's so many people who are fucking not doing it right, I am optimistic. Yeah. You see everywhere like messages and flags and posters and commercials of like all of us standing together and we can, we will win and united we stand and stuff like that. So they also share a lot of beautiful stories on TV of people. There's a huge team of rescuing dogs from the South now. Abandoned dogs. I saw a photo of like 40 dogs. Yeah. I, I personally know a, a vegan guy who is in the army and he's like on the team of rescuing all the abandoned dogs around the Gaza Strip. Injured dogs. They found so many injured dogs that were shot and they still survived. And they're they alive. Helped. Good. Yeah, they're alive. You should adopt one. I have a cat, Rudy. Cat dog. Cat dog. <laughs> I don't want a dog. Dogs are smelly. Whoa. Oh, rude. And, oh, and and they're the terrorists. Listen, I feel right, like Becca? I feel yeah, like right. dog. I feel like dogs are like men. They're cute, but I don't want to touch them because they smell. Mm. You would Understand. love Ernie. Ernie's super low maintenance. Yeah. No, they're cute and they're loyal. But I think that if I'd have a dog, it would break my heart. They love you so much. They become too. They're really dependent. Like they will be really sad when you're not around, and I can't afford that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely hear that. They're very I, clingy. I think I'm more attached to him than he is to me. I, I'm I'm a cat person with a dog personality. I like that. Yeah, I, one thing I can say about Leela, she loves loves that pussy. Damn <laughs> <Am> straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know when he licks himself, I, I go like, hey, look, a self-licking pussy. <laughs> I like that too. So I just wanted to say to sum up, shut the fuck up, you annoying cat. All right, and we're out. I wanted to wish I wanted to wish peaceful days, quiet days, only peace really for not only for Jews, for everyone. I wish that people could just live their life on any side. I really hope that people who want to live and they don't want conflict will get that privilege to live peacefully on any side. Also on our side and on their side, really. People who want to live, they deserve to live, in my opinion. And people who want to let others live also deserve to live. And I just hope that we will have quiet days, peaceful days, and we won't hear any bad news from any side. And I don't know, let's hope for peace. I have no idea where we're going with here, and I don't know what's the solution. There are so many solutions being thrown around. I just want to live. And I don't want to be afraid of being killed or being hated wherever I go. Shut up, you annoying cat. <laughs> I know I can even hear him. I like it. So thank you. Thank you for listening to me. And thank you for listening to my opinions. Um, and please, I, the stories that I publish, if you follow me, I really try not to publish random things that could be perceived as fake. I really try to try to publish as the most realistic videos and proofs that you see really try to not publish just random recordings that could be fake news or stuff like that. I really try to get the most authentic and believable information that I find uh, and share the truth and only like publish real evidence of things. And with my annoying meowing cat, I think I will end and please give chance to people and get to know people. And remember that in the end, people are people with emotions and I just can't imagine what the abducted people's families are feeling when they see their loved ones' posters being ripped off. When I see the, the kidnapped people posters ripped off, I just think about the families, how they how it would hurt their heart. It's so sad. 
So that's it. Thank you. Go vegan. Uh, Ooh, I, oh, I, I, I have a joke for you, Rudy. Is oh. that okay? Let's let's finish up with jokes. Perfect. I have two jokes for you. What do you call two lesbians in a closet? A liquor cabinet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I've never heard that. And another one, which is my favorite. What did one lesbian vampire tell the other lesbian vampire? See you next month. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, we, we can end on that. <laughs>